What's up and welcome to Two Balls, One Puck, a uh, podcast where we talk about the Buffalo Bills, Sabres, and New York Yankees. My name is Tommy. I'm here with my two brothers, Joey and Jacob. It is June 25th, 2023. It's a Sunday night. It's warm outside. I just got back from a graduation party. Uh, Joey's tired. He's complaining. He won't shut up about it. And uh, he can tell you all about it. Hi, Joey. Sleep is considered one of the most important things in life, and um, Jacob's not really good at it either, but uh, yeah, I don't sleep enough, Tom, so I am tired. I don't actually sleep enough either, to be honest with you. I, I've What's your average? I've complained about that. Like, well, like t- take a seven-day week. Well, that might be too much math for you, no offense. Um Take wow. Take like your average three nights in a row, because sometimes like you have stuff going on. So like on average three nights, what do you get? Twenty four would be eight a night. Like what's your average per three nights? Mm, Sixteen to eighteen. So you're sleeping six or less hours. Yeah. Mm. And and unfortunately, when I do sleep longer amounts of time, I'm waking up uh, in the middle of the night. Sometimes, which yeah. I did not used to do, it's it's just not good quality sleep anymore, which is really deters sometimes my day. I have to like find other ways to get get energy throughout Dude, the day. I think I really um, do want it, and maybe I'll ask Santa Claus for it for Christmas. Is like I think it's called Joey Whoop. Santa's. Is, it Whoop? is that it? Um, don't don't tell me, Tom. Okay, Santa's real. Uh, Whoop is it? Like the bands you wear attracts your sleep and stuff. I know no they idea. make one called an Aura Ring, Sounds and I wrong. almost bought it. It was like four hundred bucks, so I didn't. Sounds but like it should be. I'm a little tired, awake. but it's not going to prevent me from uh, lively sports. conversations about our three favorite sports teams. But yeah, no, it's beautiful here in Western New York. Uh, spent my whole day working, but uh, you know that's the way life goes. And Jacob, yeah, we have is somewhere another actually probably warmer. We have another brother, but he's um, not in the room with us right now. That's why we forgot that he's here. We'll actually do our best in this episode to f- remember that Jacob is a part of this podcast, even though he is hundreds of miles away. Jake, where are you, and why are you there? I am currently in uh, Saint Simon's, Georgia, Saint Simon's Island in Georgia. I am on the first vacation of my life, actually. So, twenty-two and a half years took me to wow, do a, a, big a full dub. real vacation. You know, so, but you know, I, I, vacation from some things, vacation from being the brain's best hair, and to be honest, just the most entertaining person bro, on a podcast. Literally looks no like vacation. there's a mop, like I know there's the term mop head, but it currently looks like you genuinely have. A nice microfiber mop rested on your head. So here's the thing. It looks like I a hairpiece before off, they get cut. I Thank you. I just got off the court. I just got finished um, winning significant by significant margins on the tennis court. So Against your girlfriend who started no. playing tennis a couple of years ago? No. Her and her dad. Uh, you should be proud of yourself. Well, Jake, I, how long are you down there for, bro? I mean, I guess we'd... I, I have no idea. No, he, I don't he could either. have moved down there permanently, and I wouldn't have known. Nope. Here until uh, August first, so it's gonna be a while. No, I'm kidding. I'm here for like seven days, six days. That's literally oh August. I I just went like that still <laughs> week, but that's cool, dude. So no, a yeah, couple yeah. apps, Jake will be remote, but uh, thank you to. Media One Radio Group and their awesome recording studio here allows us to uh, have Jakey in on live time. And, uh, yeah, decided to uh, to record with you guys tonight. Jake, I'm glad you traveled safe. He, he drove down, too. Uh, That's a hike. Jacob so. drove. I drove. I yeah. drove most of the way. Annika, my girlfriend, drove uh, 
a good portion. It's shout about, out like, to Annika. Four hours, shout, shout out, out Annika. Annika. Are Annika. you a podcast or a music guy or what in the car? Or is it like depend on who you're with? It totally depends. If I'm yeah. alone, podcast, audiobook. Um, I listen to so much music for my life because I'm a musician and I've been in music school for so many years and counting that I try not to do. I'm kind of been recently not doing a lot of music for entertainment, which is kind of sad because I love it so much. But yeah. I'm at the point right now when I hear music, I just go into analyst mode and I can't get away from that. So I haven't been listening to a lot of music for fun recently. So podcasts. I, sometime last summer, dude, I genuinely like for the first time in my life, music was like not I don't want to say music was boring. But I work a lot of hours, and I always had music playing at work. And so, like, I just, I don't know. I, nothing, what kind of music were you listening to? Because if you a ever... A variety of everything. Well, if you like ever oldies, point, classic rock. I, li- yeah. I love the Lumineers and Mountain Joy well, and that's, kind of like, the modern folk and okay, stuff. Okay, well, that's but, why you thought music was boring, because you were listening to the most boring music ever made. Hey, oh. o- only, the, only a true loser can ever say that. They think music gets boring to them. There's so much music out there that you can never. I don't think Joe said music. That's not boring. what I was saying. I was bored of he listening to music. Was, I was I was yeah, cycling through difference. genres every day. Yeah, you were bored of listening to music. How it, can you ever? Do be you bored listen to, to music, music sixty hours a week? No, but I listen it, to exactly. music so every do single that day. In some a capacity. couple weeks in a row, and it's gonna be like okay. I, there's nothing that I really want to listen to. So, I was just gonna say that I'm a big podcast guy, especially when I'm driving when I'm by myself. Is that why you started a podcast called Two Balls? There's Two a Balls? podcast. There is a podcast you guys should check out. It's called Two Balls, One Puck. It is That sounds like a very one funny guy, innuendo of something I know. There's one guy on there who just nails it. That'd be me. So, okay, well, on the on that show, Two Balls and One Puck, I'm pretty sure they... Or it's just Two Balls, One Puck, not and. There's no and. I'm pretty sure they talk about the Bills, Sabres, and Yanks, so that's what we're going to do. That's some three sports teams that I could get with, man. That's, that's cool. what it is. Is it? Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. One more thing. Jacob said this is his first ever vacation. To be fair, we weren't really vacation. Uh, We were not a vacation family. Our vacation, because we had so many kids, and vacations were a nightmare, and our parents sunk all the money that they ever earned into us playing hockey, other sports. We also had no time. Like there was never a two day period. We played ever sports that we had time, and to we went to our family reunions. Yeah. And here's a fun fact for everybody to know about our family, because I'm sure you guys have these conversations with people all the time about our, our reunion, right? For those, uh, what do you want? You're just really close to the mic. I've backed up from the microphone per Joey's wishes. Um, for those who might have their family reunions and whatnot. Um, a lot of the times, family reunions are probably like what, a day long, maybe something like that. A couple of days you get together, yeah, four, or like four hours. Few I think hours, they have sure. a bad stigma around them too, like in general. Like I mean, oh, in general, family yeah. reunion, you know, like you get together, whatever you get together, you know, you go swimming, you play some outdoor games, barbecue, whatever. So our family is not only our immediate family, but our extended family, and we have several living in the area, is incredibly large, and we're spread out all over the country in population, not size. Correct. And, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so this is a very old tradition that started long before us, but our family reunion, the Alimo family reunion, um, is every other summer our family gathers at a state park in Ohio. It's been Ohio for several years now. It's a central location. We have family sure. all over. 
for one week. Yep. We basically have a week-long party vacation. We rent out a uh, cul-de-sac of cabins, and we all stay in these cabins, and we spend an entire week do and just hanging out, playing games, just hanging out in each other's cabins, having great food every single night. And so our family reunion is something special. It's every other year for a week and it's incredible. It's one of the best. So that those were our vacations yeah, growing up. Sure. It was our reunion. So yeah. anyway. I mean we did little things. I had to, we did little things here and there. You know, we, we made trips out, out of like our sports trips. If we had like, you know, a long weekend, we'd stay an extra day and try to do stuff while we were there. But seven kids uh homeschooled, so that was our mom's job. You know, we never uh never went to many places. So Jacob, I'm glad you can yeah, finally Jake. experience like actually relaxing and, and kicking your feet up and hopefully you can enjoy yourself. What is that, Jacob? For those who are just listening, Jacob's holding up a little wooden cross and a shell. I think, I mean, assuming and they're at Airbnb, he's just showing us the decorations on the deck. That's just the deck. I currently have a shell. There's a shell. Let me see if I can hear the ocean. Oh, wait, no, that's just the actual ocean because that's where I am. Hilarious. <laughs> well, Jake, really enjoy Georgia. And you know what? I think it's about time we get into some sports talk. What do you think? Yeah, let's talk about the Bills. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the Buffalo Bills, the Bill Lalonies. Um and there's, again, not a whole lot to talk about in Bill's land except for one thing, and that is two the, um, well, yes, two things technically. The Buffalo Bills announced uh, earlier in the week that they have re-signed head coach Sean McDermott and the general manager Brandon Bean to contract extensions through the 2027 season. Um, so really the one thing to unpack about this is uh, – I think we can all agree, and most Bills fans will agree, that extending Bean is pretty warranted. He's done a, since he has been the GM in 2017, he's done a quite outstanding job building this team up to be a contender year after year, Super Bowl contenders, and moves like, obviously you can point to the obvious moves like Diggs, uh, signing Von Miller, stuff like that, but... Even Drafting. the small moves, I was going to say trading up <laughs> yep. to draft guys like, well, we'll see about um, Kincaid, Kincaid yeah. but drafting Josh Allen, um, right? I mean, let's just right there, bang. I mean, that's enough right there. But here's a question for us to discuss. Bean, yeah, worth it. But is a four-year extension right now for Sean McDermott, and I love McDermott, I do, I love McDermott, but has he proven enough? right now to deserve an extension i genuine question my 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 main opinion and, and i coaches have look at bill belichick and what he did and what he's doing i mean his team's not what he was for you know so long but coaches make a big difference but i think that what's so important about mcdermott is not only did the team get better, you know, and, and Bean did a great job assembling a great group of guys and bringing in young blood and fresh talent and assembling a really great roster, McDermott has created, and I know we talk about this a lot, and it's huge in sports, the culture of the Bills, man. I It has to be one of the best in the locker room around the league. And McDermott is so much to be credited for that and every guy on the team and everyone that played with McDermott and knew him and knows him says just how amazing of a guy he is and how much people want to work for him and if you're going to win a championship we've said this and we'll probably say it many times over you need a good culture and McDermott has really built that 
keeps guys in the line, yep. you know, and when things get tough. Dude, he's been through the ringer, too. As much as, like, his first couple of seasons, it wasn't fantastic, and yet he's still got a, you know, great winning a re- winning record. Yeah, so, 62%. But here, I mean, you can say, like, okay, well, he's done a great job. He's got the Bills back into the playoffs. He's we're contenders uh, year after year. I mean, but... I mean, let's be real. We haven't gotten to the Super Bowl. And I and I know, like, I don't want to sound like a bratty Bills fan right now because we haven't won anything. I understand that. But, um, you know, we have gotten to the divisional round a couple times. We have been to the AFC Championship game, right? Heartbreaker. Um, but, um, I don't know. It, yeah. It's a conversation. It's just well, a conversation okay. to be had. Right, Jake? I mean, am I crazy? So here's the question. Am I here's crazy? Here's my question. Am I crazy? Yes, not for this reason, though. Well, it's a good question to ask. So, tell me again, when, what was the rec, give or take, what, okay, so what season McDermott first come to the Bills? 17, same as Bean. Bean hired McDermott. That was hypothetical. What was, give or take, their record in 17, if you had to give a shot at it? Was, it was bad, right? Uh, no, 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 no. We made the. uh, Nine and seven. Nine and seven. Didn't so it was eighteen. That was. Did we make the playoffs in seventeen? Wasn't that the uh, Andy Dalton nine and year? Seven might get or was you there. Sixteen might get you there. My here's my anyway. the point. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with Bean. Same year. Rhetorical. I mean. Yeah, they did. They got here. Sorry, Jake. Yes, they did, and they lost the wild card. That was the right. Andy Dalton year, and then they missed eighteen. That was the yeah. Andy Dalton year. Right. Okay. So eighteen was the year they missed. Eighteen. So fourth place. In the here's division. the question. Right. Here's 19, the question. They lost to Houston. And, yeah. Eight. Between 17, which, as we know, a manager and or coach, general manager, whatever it is, when they get there, the year that they get there is usually not accredited to them, positive or negative. It takes generally takes a little bit of time, more than one season. So if you move forward and say from 18 on, what more truly would you want your general manager and head coach to have accomplished in five years more than the Bills? I mean, obviously the world – the Win the Super Bowl is clearly the world, answer. A World Series but would have been awesome, Jake. That would I be mean, cool. For the Bills, Winning that would have been spectacular. Bowls. I know you're going to say that. Clearly the answer, yeah, <laughs> is, Alan is to have the championship. Alan can We've rake. seen him hit. He yeah. hit that bomb in Toronto. Anyway, Jake, I, yeah. I know what you mean. So you have the Super Bowl, which they don't have. That's what you want. But in terms – Joey was talking about culture. In terms of what, just attention to your team, which is you know has been incredible for the last few years. Winning records – Playoff appearances, competitive almost every game, but every year. In this time period, they've done better than anything, as good as everything except winning the Super Bowl, which is better than the most teams for these last five or six years. So, I mean, I I want to point this out. All right, so we know about the heartbreaking Super Bowl losses, one, two, three, four in a row, back in, you know, 89 or 90. Watch the documentary. They They lost four Super Bowls in a row? I've never heard that before. The record not those ever rubbed into your face. Let me, let me point fans. this out. Okay, so they went from being really bad in the late eighties. I mean, two and fourteen, two and fourteen, four and twelve, seven and eight, twelve and four, conference out. In eighty nine, nine and seven, divisional out. And then the next four years, thirteen and three, thirteen and three, eleven and five, twelve and four. Looking at the season where McDermott came in, nine and seven. Familiar. Mm. Next season, six and ten. So you know, future teller Joe. We a little step back there, but we know that there was a lot of transition in the team. 
you know, a lot of stuff going on. And the last four seasons, 10 and 6, 13 and 3, 11 and 6, 13 and 3. So looking at what McDermott has done when he came in, it's going the right direction. But it brings up a really good point. We've seen this in a lot of professional sports, and we actually just saw it this year in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. They had really good coach in Vegas, and they're like, hey, you helped us build this team. We're good. You got us to where we are. But they made a change, and Bruce Cassidy behind the bench won the ship. And it brings up the question. So think about it. Sabres right now are on the up and up. Is, you know, Granado's been with them now in these last couple of years and the grind. Say in the next two, three years, they start really pushing to the finals mm-hmm. and they can't quite get there. Mm-hmm. Do you stick with the guy that took you from the bottom and brought you to there and just can't get it? Or do you look for someone else to get that there? That's kind of the conversation with McDermott because he's taken this team from a very poor, you know, the year before he came in, seven and nine. The year before that, eight and eight. In, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, he's brought this team I, up, and Bean's obviously done a great job with the roster as well. But do you stick with the guy? You know, it. But clearly, they want to. It's a conversation to be had. So, but for right now, and, and we're not in, we're not in the locker room, we're not on the field saying that maybe, maybe every single person who works for the Bills, player, trainer, whatever it is, says these two are the reason that we're doing well. These, not the reason, are only positive impacts. Maybe they're just like this is the. If we change, the only thing that it's going to do is cause a little bit of of chaos. What if they're saying this is as good as it's going to get from the coaching side? We just need to finish this on the field. Well, you know what? We I, don't know. We're what not. I love there. to see as a fan, and I'm sure you've seen them. The videos in the locker room after a loss or a win, those guys are fixed on McDermott, and they love him. You know what I mean, dude? I, I love seeing those videos after the game. They hand out like the game ball. All mm. these guys are hugging McDermott. Love you, man. Love you, man. Thank you. Thank you. That yeah. doesn't happen with a bad culture. So, you know, who's who knows? The Bills. Uh, you know what? The best part of McDermott? Those claps. Oh, we love the claps. He's a clapper. I think the funniest those thing claps. in the NFL. Who's, who is it? Uh, the coach that has a guy who spends the entire game. Oh, it's, uh, he doesn't it's run the Rams. Out. Rams it's, coach. Uh, is it? Sean. Um, Hot. Sean. Um, Sean. Sean. He was in that one commercial. It's it's really fun. Campbell, it wasn't even a Campbell's commercial. Oh, he was. Chunky chicken noodle soup. Do you guys want to be slightly frustrated McVay. about a game that I McVay. Yeah. Sean McVay. Yeah. Well, I had the guy just Sean. follows him up and down the sideline That's making sure so he funny. doesn't run on the field. One of these times he's gonna run right out of the field, tackle a guy. <laughs> Ooh, boom. He gets hype. He gets hype, dude. Not my house, not my house. What were you saying, Jake, before? Oh we no, cut he you didn't. Off? Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> Jacob's got you a quick- guys. Quick little game for us before we switch teams. Okay. From where I'm at, from where I'm at, you guys, it's so different because you guys can look at each other. You're in the same room. Yeah. And I have to track your eyes on the on the camera to see who which one of you was looking at whom. Well, I'm and only looking I'm, at like, him. Behind. I'm not looking at the computer. There's no one. Else. No, that's what I mean. So. Like, are you looking at Tommy? Are you looking at the computer? So it's hard. So I'm checking your eyes to see. And then by the time I've like calculated that, I've missed my chance to talk. And then you guys well, keep calculate so this, like, Jacob. Do a game. Oh, you want to hear the game I prepared? Yeah, because we're going to move on to talk about another sports team that we talk about. So, All right. So you guys may or may not be familiar with this um, format. I love this format recently. We're going to rank something blindly. You guys know what this is? So how it's going to work is you have we have five spots. you got one through five. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to give you what we're going to start with is last year's games. So – I'm going to give you a game from last year of the Bills. And you are going to put it somewhere in the one through five ranking spot. But you don't know the other four things that you're ranking. 
So if I give you a game and you want to put it, if you think this is the best game of the year and you put it one, I give you a different game. That's actually the best game. You can't move it. Okay. That's already. All right. Make sense? Yeah. All right. So I have a, I have a random. Can I, can I Bill's. Fill- can I phone a friend this during this game? <laughs> Is there what, a, a lifeline? Line? No, I'm going to tell you how the game went. So you'll have the box. You'll have that. You'll know. Can't. Find and then. Uh, okay. So, anyways, let's let's give it a shot. Okay, go. First one, I have. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were thought you were calling me out on something. Me? No. Besides, you're waiting. Oh, okay. Waiting for you to go. You're in control. I was going. You have the wheel. Thank you. Jesus Perfect. One hand on the wheel. Um, first game I'm going to give you is the win against the Detroit Lions. It was a 28 to 25 win for the Bills. Do you guys want to put that in your your best game of the year? Two, three, four, five. You don't know what's coming next. Uh, is this have? Is this a unanimous pick, or are they all different lists? No, you got your own. I I have a spot for each of us. I'm doing it too because it's random. Who goes first? I'm doing this randomly. Who goes first? So, who goes first? Doesn't I'm putting it in my three spot. I don't know where you guys are. I'm going four. Mm. It was a really good game. The Lions were like playing so well too. But you don't know what's coming next. It could be. Three losses four. next. You don't know. I don't know either. I'm it's also going to go three. I feel like that's a safe spot. I'm going okay. Four. I feel like there's better times that had more good games than bad ones, so I'm going four. All right. Next. Real is... quick, Jacob. Before you continue, is this best game or our favorite? Like, what what are we ranking it on? Or is it whatever you think arbitrary? the people are gonna? Yeah, the people vote and they say that because like the Vikings loss was one of their best football games in no, the No, no, no. Like like best Bills game. Okay. Like the yeah, yeah. Okay. As a Bills fan. Okay. Okay. Keep going. All right. Number next is Bills thirty eight, Pittsburgh three. <laughs> I'll put that in my three hole. Okay. I'm going to uh, put another thing in a different hole. I This is a family friendly did, you I, say, are also did I say at anything this... wrong? You are at the studio. Tommy. I didn't say anything bad. Um, I swear. I'm putting it at my. I'm putting it at my four. Jamoke. Bills. Over I was actually thinking about doing four too. I remember they had a huge quarter. I think where they had like three or four touchdowns. All right. Um, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go four too, Jakey. I'm. Yeah. Sorry to Joe, you're I supposed just, to keep track of this was, on, on your own on your sheet. Oh, I am. Yep. You do have a sheet. I have a sheet. Got it. All right, Jake, All right, next is Minnesota 33, Bills 30. This is – I did, just so you know, I'm shuffling this on my own. I don't have – I'm not picking these. This is totally random. I mean, are we – again, are we – this is ranked on just the football game? Five. How good it was? No, as How a disappointing. Bills fan. Oh, well, five. then five. Give me five. The well, only, could, well no, could... the only thing that could outbeat it is losing to the Bengals. So, yeah. Well, and if he gives us if that, he gives and that and we, we put, put it in our two. two or one. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? It. See, that's I, the thing. I get it. I, I you know That's what? Fun. I'm not taking that chance. I feel like that playoff game is going to come up. Are this right. are the playoff games included? I don't think he knows. They're in there. They're in there. Oh but. gosh. All right. This next is, is... fine. I'll go five as well. Oh no, I'm five? taking a chance. No, 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 no. I'm going two. I'm putting it number two. All right, move on. His second favorite game as a Bills fan is when they lose. You are a fake fan. You friend. are a piece of. It was dirt. a fantastic. Go game. ahead, Jake. Next is. Buffalo 31, Rams, Los Angeles Rams 10. 
Oh boy. Do I go one or five? Oh no. Because if I go five, I'm banking on there being the playoff game in there or the Miami Joe game. Joey and I have it one or two. Joe and I have one or two. I'm going one. Oh no. I'm really hope that I so Jacob, I, I the only reason I'm not gonna go one is because we'll have the enti- the exact same thing. So oh, I'm just, fine. Finally. No, I'm gonna go two just because I want some diversity. I really here. hope and a good win isn't next because I'm I'm putting that last. <laughs> well, it's your and I's one. So well, yeah, I have to put it one. Bills over Rams. Okay. Officially, Joey and Tommy's favorite Bills game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> All right, what's, New what's York the, Jets twenty, Buffalo Bills seventeen. All oh my right, God. last place. Let's go. I did so good. Bills lose to Bro, the Jets. What you put? You're a five. That's over Bills. That's what. That's my five. You had the Rams at your five. No, I put the Rams at one. Dumbass. Dumb bottom, Tommy. Family show. Okay, well, I don't think the Jets over the Bills is my favorite. I should have done one. Well, I think Joey's have, a fake fan. Confirm, fake fan, fake fan. Joey thinks the Jets are better than the Bills. I will say one of my favorite Loves moments of the, the year was us watching that opening game against the Rams, and that, yeah. like after yeah. they win the Super Bowl, just a, such a statement game. So that now we can fun. beat up on old man Aaron in the Jets. But Joey, confirm, closet Jets fan. Um, all right, so, tell me that you wouldn't so, rather have so, the Jets be competitive in our division than the Patriots at this point. I mean, I'll, if you had to root for one of them, root per se. Come on, whatever. Or the no. Dolphins. So Screw the follow Dolphins. our socials, right, and see this posted on our socials. Vote on it, comment Tough. on it, share it. See, see, share it with your friends and say, look at these three and look how smart this one person was and how dumb this one person was, and then you know have that conversation because Joey, yikes. All right. Well, yeah, Joey, yikes. Closet Jets fan. So okay, so that will transition us. Boom. Right there. There's the transition. We are now going to talk about the other professional sports team in Buffalo. That is the ice hockey team that plays hockey in Buffalo. On the ice. On the ice in Buffalo called the Sabres. I love the Sabres so much. I love the Sabres. Okay, so. Tell me you don't miss Rick Jennerat. Dude, I missed you know what I mean? so much. You know, nothing against Dan Dunleavy. No, honestly. he does a great job. He does, compared well, to so no, many he announcers. Does, he does a fine job. Compared but to a lot of announcers that I listen he's vanilla. to watching hockey. He does a great yes, job. Yes, but da- I love Dan. I got nothing against him, and he does the job. But in my opinion, I, I think Dan's uh, play-by-play is a little is, vanilla. Is RJ top three NHL announcers of all time? Easily. Not even not – even, not I mean, unbiasedly as a, a Sabres Unbiasedly. His calls were so unique legendary. the way he called yeah. it. I mean, how well, many you of his know, calls are another so Another fun story about us, dude. we had a CD. I don't know where Dad oh, got it, but yeah. our father got yeah. gifted. Yeah. I think it was from his friend in Sweden. Do you remember that dude that gave us like the weird Swedish candy when he came yeah, to visit? Yeah, uh, Lars or yes. Jensen. It's either Lars or Jensen Gen- or something it's like it. Uh, Jars. Let me text Dad. Hello. Anyways, he gifted, my dad got gifted a, our dad got gifted a Rick Jennerat best call. Who's your dad? A best call CD. And so we also like didn't, you know, are talking about our relatively humble upbringing. We had, you know, I had an iPad or an iPod shuffle. You remember the little ones that didn't have any screens on? We all at one point had them. Text sent to dad, by the way. 
uh, who was your Swedish friend. So we we couldn't you could never choose a playlist or anything. You just hit play and it played through everything that's on there. Yeah, his and best so calls. we had his best calls on our iPods. So I'll be listening to music. You know, here comes some Maroon Five, and then a little bit of uh, you know whatever Event Seven for Lincoln Park, and then Rick Jenneret. La 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 la, Fontaine, or what okay. are all of his that famous is, calls. That's literally what would happen. Real, know, right, real. hilarious. And Dad would play him in the car. We'd be on our way to a yeah. hockey game, and we're just listening to Mayday. Mayday! Mayday! So, Brad May! Yeah, dude. <laughs> Wins it in overtime. So, okay, really quick before we move on to the bulk of what we're talking about with the Sabres today, which is a draft preview. Do you guys... Oh, you know what? Let's save it for the end. Unless, Jacob, you had something fun already planned for the Sabres. I wanted to do that uh, schedule thing with all three teams. Let's we save it. save that for next week. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to save... We'll save this. I got a question for Write you guys. Write it down. Before you forget. I got a question for you guys. I'll save it for the end of the Sabres talk. So let's do the bulk of the Sabres talk. And um, we're going to try to keep this one um, relatively, yeah, I like to say high and tight. Um, But yeah, we're going to do a Buffalo Sabres draft preview. The draft is on Wednesday. We're recording this Sunday night. So we record our episodes Wednesdays as well. So we'll actually be in the midst of recording our next episode uh, during the draft. The Sabres may or may not have picked at that point. The first round goes forever. Yeah, it depends on how late we go for the recording. It's such a show, and it's not entertaining. I'm sorry. The it draft is, is not entertaining. Bro, it is still so much quicker and less flashy and showy oh, than the other major oh sports, my, bro. Dude, the NFL's draft it's takes all, like three the, days. The, what do they, don't they do the first days, round dude. the first night, and that's it? Or something well, so like does that? the NHL. The NHL does the first round in one night, then two through seven is the next day. Oh, really? But the NFL, I believe their draft takes like three days. And to it do. goes through like everyone uh, it's personally. Great. Well, and there's so much. Yeah, I don't know. The first round of the NHL draft, they, you know, it's the whole show. The players come on stage, the commissioner's on there, and, you know, the whole team comes up. And every single year, the group, the photo gets bigger and bigger with the yeah, amount of people yeah. that go up there. Now you've got like the dog, family dog up there. You've got Aunt hey, Margaret's second cousin removed up there taking the photo. And they're like, where did Aunt Margaret come from? We thought she was at Aunt Beverly Hills. Aunt Margaret is a legend. No. Do you want to know Aunt what Aunt Margaret. They came. You thought the wedding was canceled, but they resolved it last minute. <laughs> you know what? I'm oh, curious, what, and I don't know yeah, if you that, could bet on this. True. And we're not. We haven't really done any betting stuff here. Who knows if we ever will? But bet you five bucks, we won't bet. Um, bet on whatever. I'm curious what the odds are, or if there even is a betting line mm-hmm. to have. Like, what are the odds that Bedard does not go first overall? Zero percent. No, I'm saying like 0%. I'm curious what if there is a bet like anyone oh. but him yeah, yeah, yeah. to go first. Yeah, like, sure. What, what would that be? Six million to one. <laughs> okay, so I think for those odds, everyone else in the draft would have to die. <laughs> okay. No, no, we talked about this already. No, no, he would have to die. We talked about this already. The yes. Men in Black thing. Everybody has to get Men in Black flash. You know what? Rob Ray should be and on then, that. Razor, uh, for the Sabres, just go Men in Black on everyone. And let's grab Bedard. He'd be great on the wing with uh, Thompson, right? Yeah, we need a... Be filthy. Okay. So anyway, the Sabres this year have um, eight draft picks total. They got... Good job, Kevin Adams. Yep. They got one in the first, two in the second. One of them is Phillies uh, from the Risto trade. I believe that was the Risto trade. Great trade. Great <laughs> trade. Uh, great. Yeah. Well, no, he yeah. was fine with. He was a solid defenseman for a little bit, dude. There's sometimes I'll be watching the Flyers play and Risto will do something. Rasmus, yeah, he's bad. Rasmus Ristolainen, for those who don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I do not yeah. miss that yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, they have uh, two second picks. They have a third of LA's third. Uh, they have a fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So eight picks in the draft. And really, what we're going to do, we're not going to go through every single 
prospect and all that stuff because the Sabres aren't going to get a lot of them, most of them. And we're not going to do a mock draft or anything like that. You can go online and a bazillion people have done mock drafts. So what we're going to do instead is basically evaluate what we think to be the Sabres' biggest needs in the draft, right? Look at their current prospect pool in their core and um, see where a couple of years down the line where this draft might be able to help them, right? Okay, so the Sabres... Can I, uh... I want to oh, ask, Tom. Sure, go ahead. Just real quick. Do you think, before we dive into this, mm. is there a chance that a Sabres first-round pick we see on the ice soon, like this year? No. I think the only way oh, that wait. we do... that You mean that a 2023, their first-round pick, like on in Wednesday, the NHL. is in the NHL this year? Yeah. The only way we do no. is if they get one of the top three defensemen in the draft. And I think that's the only that's, thing that we'll see. Yeah. But if I don't think that there's a forward, that, even then, a forward that could fall to the Sabers outside of the top four, five projected picks, um, which I know I guess there's been rumblings about who the number two is going to be. Like Fantilli's not the guarantee. Mm, yeah. well, anyways, no, I don't think it. De- the Mitch only way that I think biggest. that they could get in a, an NHL game this season, the Sabers draft pick from this draft, is if it's a defenseman. And if something goes wrong, you know, injuries, but we don't have that depth, which I'm sure we'll get into. We don't have the depth that D through the AHL and overseas that we do on forwards. Or if we see a, the uh, nine game tryout um, play they before they have to sign an entry level contract, if players play, I think it's nine games or less than nine games. And then um, the Sabres can decide if they want to send them back to junior or not. I'll hope that we don't, because I think that the reason we've seen that a lot for the Sabres has been because of their lack of, involvement in playoffs that's not something if you're a playoff team towards the end of the year you're not bringing those guys up to get their games and you're focused on sure and the sabers hope we actually don't have to do that what happens is too the sabers don't aren't forced to sign players to their entry-level contract right out of the gate they can send them back to junior if they're eligible or send them back to their pro league and overseas saw that with shane wright Wright. yeah or with college or in college or whatever and it depends on who the sabers pick so uh rasmus ristolainen by the way projected his war percentage 31 percent rough um, good trade for the Sabres. Do you remember good when he trade. flew f- across the blue line to try to keep the puck in on the power play? I liked Risto. And just absolutely bundled himself into the glass. I do remember. And just like a full, and yeah. it just like at the yeah. corner of the camera as it was passing by, you see Risto line yeah. and just slam him. No one's around. Just, so, was great. okay, so here we go. Draft preview. We're going to keep it um, pretty fairly quick. Bottom line, I don't think anybody would be... I don't think anybody would argue this. And the Sabres would almost be, um, I don't want to say ignorant, but nobody would argue that the Sabres need to load up on defensemen in this draft. That's their biggest weakness. And as of now. what's unfortunate, yeah, when you look at the prospect pool, the Sabres um, were previously, uh, had been ranked, uh, had the number one prospect pool in the NHL and during the last uh, during last year that they moved down to like five. If you look at the Sabres top prospects, right? We can't include power anymore. Can't include uh, Le- um, uh, Levi uh, because they're NHLers now. Paterka. Sure. Their top prospects are Yuri Kolich, Noah Ostland, Matthew Savoy, Isaac Rosen, um, all forwards, all forwards. Now the Sabres do have a couple of defensive prospects and they have some good ones. They, we just signed Ryan Johnson who's been busy playing uh, NCAA after we drafted him in, like, 19, I think yep, it was. I got to watch him in the Frozen Four. Yeah. He's good. 
Yeah, he is, he's and he's been developing. He's been playing uh, college hockey. We signed him to a two-year entry-level deal. He's a good defensive prospect. Um, I mean, you could, I guess you could uh, go into um, who's the the uh, I'm blanking out his name now. I'm trying to bring it right up to my face. We just signed him to the entry-level contract as well. Um, Novikov, Nikita Novikov, that we signed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another defensive. Uh, so- Go ahead. No, so I mean, I'm just looking up at the like hockey writers, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. a great uh, website for some you know information. Uh, previously, uh, midway through actually last season, the what, Sabers had this is exactly what I was referring yes, to. Yes, had the number one ranked prospect slash farm mm-hmm. system in the entire league, and they dropped to five. And really, it said the only reason they dropped to five is because power. Yeah, power became an NHL and Quinn. Right. Uh, so that's know, the came. question, though is is having is having a really high number on that that just that's just one source. But in general, this prospect pool, the best teams in the league don't necessarily have great prospects. Do you want to hear the teams that have the worst prospects pool in this writing, you know, relative? No, uh, worst yeah. worst pool, Tampa Bay Lightning. Second worst, right. Colorado yeah, Avalanche. The, Third yeah. worst, Canucks, woof. Good luck. Tough for Vancouver right And now. then Bruins. And yeah, then, and you know. the reason that the best teams in the league have low prospect pools, I mean, they're up there playing. It's because they're, they trade their high draft picks and their top prospects routinely every single year to acquire major, or, um, NHL talent right yeah. now. So the Sabres. It happens. That's like the natural rise and fall that of we course. see of these franchises. Of That's why the Lightning are, after their incredible couple yeah. years, they've got a terrible prospect pool. And you got to think the Golden Knights, they dropped from 14 to 25 because they had to make a lot of moves to get to where they're at. So, If you're a Sabres fan, you hope that the Sabres have one of the worst prospect pools in, a, in, in a some years. regards in a couple, in a couple years. years. Yep. That means that we're probably winning unless you're Vancouver. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Jake, I'll, I'll let you interject in just a sec, but I just want everybody to know that, yeah, the Sabres' focus should be defense. However, this year's draft uh, for the NHL is considered a very deep draft. There's a lot of players that are projected to go in the top 15 to 20 that a lot of mock drafts have some of these guys that are projected to go 13, 14. Some of these mock drafts from uh, top analysts have them going six, seven. Um, That's just a testament to like, there is no clear one through 10 right now or one through 30. That's a a good thing. There's a clear one. There's a, uh, I know what you mean. There's a clear top five. Really? mm, Yes. You could probably, yeah, maybe there's a clear top four. Clear top three, even. Mitchkoff is an top interesting story. Yeah, three. I think it's going to go Bedard. The Ducks are going to go Swedish. Bedard, so. Fantilli, and Carlson is probably what's going to happen here. Um, but anyway, the Sabres need defensemen. The problem is when this, once the Sabres get to 13 for the first round pick, who's going to be available is going to be a question. We're not going to deep dive into a lot of these prospects right now. Just going to put a couple names out for people to maybe watch for that the Sabres could take. The dream pick is David Reinbacher, who is the number one rated defenseman in the draft. And like the first like six, seven picks of the draft could be forwards, all forwards, centers, wingers, right? Reinbacher is most likely not going to fall to the Sabres. It's no. probably not going to happen, but he's a dream pick for the Sabres. So that means let's play devil's advocate a little bit, right? Just- I'm also going to interject. What are the odds that Adams makes another move if he really thinks that he's going to be a part of it? That was one conversation, yeah. There's also the conversation of Adams trading down. There is. There's word on that. For someone who can contribute this next year compared to, yeah. Or if he feels that, if like, okay, 
Reinbacher is the the number one pick for the Sabers if they could get him. I think they would take him. Right. Well, I think they take Bedard from, if they could. Shut the shut up. All right. So, but when we get to thirteen, some other names that could be available that per mock drafts and per the you know North, the North American rankings or the the general scouting rankings. A couple of guys that the Sabres talked to because they're projected to go around where they are. A couple of wingers, Matthew Wood, big winger, power forward. Zach Benson, a WHL forward who had 98 points in 60 games. He's a, he's a little bit smaller, but he's incredibly skilled. And then a couple of other defensemen that could be available to, to us. A Swedish defenseman named uh, Axel Sandin Palika. He could be very much could be available to us, but he's a little smaller. He's a left shot defenseman. Yeah. But the Sabers, like in their perfect world right now, and are in free agency and trade, they're going to be looking to acquire a top four right-handed shot defenseman. That's what we're going to talk about next episode. But in the draft, if you're just trying to stockpile on defensive talent, if Palika is available to you at 13, and if you have the option between Palika or Zach Benson, another skilled winger, but and he's very skilled, do you go with the defenseman? Because you're because you know you have Coolidge and you know you have Savoy yeah. and Oslin. What do you, what I'll say, Tom, is we got this uh, is just the first I round we're talking it's, about. It was episode two, I think, of uh, Two Balls One Puck. We yeah. discussed the Golden Knights and their makeup and how they were so successful in playoffs. They don't have any small Swedish defensemen. They have big, bruising, solid lockdown guys, and they obviously still have talent. You know, they've got some great talented defenseman but i don't know man Dalin is arguably what top three most dynamic and offensively talented uh defenseman in the league power shown us already some incredible offensive you know talent i don't know if there's if there's space for a guy you know that's that's 511 we Look at the Golden Knights, man. Yeah. Their smallest D-man was what, 6-3 this year? It's it's hard to see. I don't know. So you, you kind of hope. I don't know. It's Well, Jake, Jacob, you made a good point uh, earlier in the week. We were talking about this. We were talking about, okay, well, let's talk about what the, Yan- or the Yankees, what the Sabres are going to be, how this is going to affect them, not this year, but two, three years down the line, right? And I think it's safe to say, like, okay, well, look at some of the veterans that are on our team. We just re-signed Oposo Gergensen's for one year. Right, Olofsson's on the block. We've got four depth up and coming. Skinner's getting older. <laughs> but, yeah. But on the defensive side of the puck, I mean, Darlene, Power, Samuelson, but Stillman, Leobushkin, these these are not long-term Sabres. So, yeah, the Sabres are going to try to acquire a defenseman this year, but we're going to need additional help on the D side. So I think the Sabres' focus this year and the draft should be defensemen. We're going to draft forwards. It's going to happen. It's a it's a deep draft. They're yep. going to, and I think that if the best player available at the time that the Sabers get to thirteen is a winger, I would not be shocked if they take a winger. Yeah, you can right, always pile saying. on, dude. And even if they're not in your specific plans, if they have the value, then you know, even if it's a year or two, yeah. you know, what do you what do you think, Jake? Yeah, it's an interesting. I mean, you said it earlier. It's interesting that the conversation is. I think. Well, you mentioned, Tom, trading down. I don't think you talked about enough because the idea of trading down kind of lends itself to the specific needs. Because just looking at, I'm just reading the Reinbachers, which, you know, again, isn't necessarily, it's definitely not guaranteed. No, but unlike, it's, it's unlikely, actually. Right. 100% unlikely. But just the idea of, well, we want to take a higher pick if we can. 
I don't know if that's necessarily in the Sabres' best interest, especially starting in round two. Round one, if you have a chance to take an offense of a winger who will be an, a threat for, you know, in, in two years for a long time, you probably take it. But in the future of the draft, rounds two through however many picks they're going to take, the idea of maybe maybe we're looking for three defensive defensemen who are more sure to be what are you going to call your back end guys rather than want trading up for one guy who's unlikely to necessarily be something that you really do need. Cause like Ryan Bacher's scouting report, a lot of people compare him to Roman Yossi who, well, obviously you're not saying he's going to be as good as Yossi. You're saying his skill set. Mm-hmm. the Sabres could not necessarily the player that the Sabres want or need the most right now is a defenseman who kind of like Darlene isn't your lockdown defensive defenseman. So maybe that the conversation of running to a few short picks in the defensive range, that might be something that the Sabres are, you know, real interested in. Yeah. Yeah, And the one other thing I'll say too, is that I think that the Sabres would be, um, and it would serve their best interest to um, select a goalie in this draft. Um, Depth. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, because look at Levi's com- Levi's young, and he looks to be the future for the Sabres right now. UPL, the jur- you know, jury's still out on him if he's going to be a longtime Sabre or not. He, his early projections back in the day were so high, and he's still so young, you can't give up on UPL yet. But after that, you look down the pipeline, and the Sabres are pretty thin on what would be next in the for yeah. goaltending. So I, I, I mean, I we've think- got Conry. I think that Malcolm uh, Subban's our AHL okay. goalie. I'm talking. I know what you're I'm saying. I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you. Years down you. the line, yep. I would not be shocked if the Sabers go for to take a uh, take a goalie yeah. in this draft. Yeah. So I, what we should expect from the Sabers in this draft is to load up on defensemen. I wouldn't be shocked if Adams takes the best player available in round one, which very well could be a winger. If Matthew Wood falls to them or Zach Benson, I would expect. And, but and Palika is available. I still would expect them to take one of the wingers over Palika. I think they me, should take Palika. But if, if you ask me right now, like if I could have another player, like power currently, not yeah. like what he could be, yeah, yeah, or another player like Samuelson right now, mm-hmm. I would ab- absolutely say Samuelson. I'd rather have a six four guy sure. that is solid on sure. the, in the defensive zone, physical, yeah, you know. And so yeah. I don't well, know. We'll see. It's it's interesting. Reinbacher falls. And which he won't. But if he does fall, Sabres fans, be very excited because he is definitely the number one defenseman in the draft. He's bigger. He's right shot. He's the pick. Tom, so. you want to announce what time it is? Oh, here we go. Joey's got to go. Joey is... I, I was just going to say it. Yep. It's about I, that time. I felt, I felt it coming that Joey definitely had to pee. So there he's go. Now I'm just alone. I'm all alone. There's You're alone no in the room. Well, Tom... beside me. Careful, we only got like four seconds of that, or else we're copyrighted. It's um, donkey singing for sure. Any Shrek fans out there? All right, go ahead, Jake. What do you got for me? Joey's got to go. Joey's peeing. Did you know that? Did you notice? For those who are just listening, well, uh, we were talking about the savers. I made a quick trip to my snack bag and grabbed gummies because I didn't bring any. You know, I'm usually when I'm in the room with you two, we've got some candy mm-hmm. to snack on, and you, you know, you're like, oh, we shouldn't be eating candy. I love it. So. I brought some just enough to honor and to spite you as well. I brought some candy, so I was eating some of us. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, I want you to try to list something while Joey's gone, and right. I have something funny. I got like 20 seconds, but go. That's fine. 
All right. Something that I think is really funny. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Name fish body parts. Fish body parts. Yeah, yeah. How many can you name? Mouth, eyes, ears, uh, gulls. Wait. Gills. Gills. Yeah. And that's it. Time's up. <laughs> you got one fish exclusive. Ah, well. Well, back in my day, we didn't learn about the fish gills and gulls. Do you guys ever have that moment of panic when you walk into a room you're unfamiliar with that's pitch black and you don't know where the light switch is? Yeah, you think they're probably Jason Voorhees is probably in that room, like more likely than not. Yo, dude, back in the day when I used to run down uh, gra- our grandparents' basement, we used to play. There was a little old computer down there. I used to go down there and play Wolfenstein and Doom. Doom yeah, right when I was like five, games you shouldn't play when you're five years old. Bill's so character. I got paranoid as a kid when I went down into the basement by myself. That like the Doom monsters were gonna chase me. They were on the corner. So, well, they are down there. You just they never <laughs> ran into you. It's just you're just lucky. This the um, what's the name of the big uh, spider mask? Grandma, their basement. It was so cool. They had a basement, and they had a second basement, which was just a library. Mm-hmm. And it's and it was just stopped. a collection. Our of grandfather art. was a lawyer and judge, and it, there are so many books so there. So many dude. books down there, dude. Amazing. Well, what did you? Did I miss anything? Uh, Jacob gone? asked me Any... to name fish body parts, and I named mouth, eyes, ears, and gills. What but he misspoke and said gulls. <laughs> so he got eyes, ears, mouth, which are normal for like most living creatures. Stomach. I know as much about fish as Joey knows about the Bill Sabers and Yankees. No, I was hoping you'd go for give like me something. No, give me something. All right, name a fish. What fish? No, 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 no. I want to hear what Tommy says. Is I know about what? I want to oh, see if okay. I can, you know, oh. prove that I know more than he does. Science. It. That's very vague. Are you a scientist? No. Are you a fisherman? I am not a fisherman. That's not who knows about fish. And if I was a fisherman, I'd be full-blown fisherman. I'd go scraggly beard, the uh, tattered, the the corduroys that are like leather, so you get the fish guts on you. I'd go pipe. I'd go... You're talking like 1800s I'd go, I haven't caught any fish all day, but sometimes they take a little bit to bite. Tommy, you just described your work uniform and then your normal Friday night. It's not, you're not, this is normal for you. What well, if, what so, if, what if you had to survive to, and you had to kill fish like castaway style and you had to do a spear, you know what I mean? Do a spear and make a spear. You had to make a spear and then you had to do the old school like hunting, like spearing the fish. We'd be yeah. dead. We'd be dead. All of us would die. No, dude. No, I would make friends with the fish. And convince it to just hang out with me, and then when it was sleeping, Jacob I would, would, I would, lull Jacob would commit pure anarchy security. on the. <laughs> on the... You go, then you I, find then... Jacob on the island, and he's t- he's just talking to fish in the ocean. And oh, well, this I'm guy king, has lost fish. it. He's, he's not crazy. It. He no. just made fish friends. Listen, they're my friends, and then they slowly sacrifice themselves to keep me alive one by one until it's just me. Not where I thought this. Not where I thought no, this it's was not. Going. This hypothetical is making me a little bit emotional. Do we have anything else on the Sabers? I mean, keep an eye out for the no, uh, the mean, draft. Draft, <laughs> draft previews Wednesday. We'll probably be talking about it a little bit on Wednesday when we record because it'll be happening. But again, yeah, Sabers. I think defense should be if they have eight picks. I would love to see the Sabers. I'd love to see half of those picks be defensemen or at least three. At, at least, three. least. Yeah. I I think four defensemen, a goalie, and then you go with a couple of centers and a winger, and you know, a couple yeah. forwards. I think that's a successful draft for the Sabers. But so again, what's that question you had for us, Tom? 
Wow, I'm glad you remembered because I didn't. I Did really should have wrote it down. down. I, no, was, I, got I was about to remember. I got it. Ready? Okay. Favorite Rick Jenneret call of all time. I mean, not necessarily yeah, his best, but your personal favorite. I've got mine. I know mine. Uh, can I say mine? I, I just got to get it out there. Can please. I say mine first? Rock, paper, scissors, just say it. Ready? Rock, paper, I win. So my favorite one is 100%. Are you ready? I know what this is. What? It's oh, not no, what I thought. Yeah, no, no, no. These guys are good. Scary, scary good. good. Yeah. Because yes, I, the, the memory of Jason Palmville scoring that uh, overtime winner shorthanded against Ottawa lives. Oh, my God. I mean, I have a close second, but yes, these guys are good. Scary good is my favorite call for sure. Mine is – oh, Joe, you can go first. No, you go ahead, Jakey. All right. Mine is uh, interesting because it's my favorite, but it's not my favorite for the reason that yours is. Mine is top shelf where Mama hides the cookies because – I swear if you say of, it's because we were we were at that game. Oh, I know. That's no, what I, That's what I was going to say. Is it really? I swear no, I was because we didn't know the call until after the game and until then we started later. hearing yeah. about it because we were watching the game live but we were youngins too we so. were very young that was the that was the game where the guy was screaming three blind mice at the refs the whole <laughs> game so funny that has to be one so of the funniest funny. things is like the How relationship about, between like when parents are there with kids yeah. and obviously there's like the passionate drunk sports fans all over the place yeah how do you like mediate that like hey man there's kids here but yeah we're also at a game like, my my wife it's, tries it's also just so funny Jenny, it's so funny. Jenny tries that when we're at live, like in public events. Jenny has a tough time sometimes curbing her language for kids around. I'm like, Jenny, there's a kid right there, and she's like, I don't care. I'm having a great time right now. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm I'm on board. Whatever. Now, Jennerette's close second is Chris Drury. Yeah, the overtime. That's what I thought the, your the number game. one was going to be because. You talk about that game so much. I do, I, because I have vivid memories of Drury scoring that tying goal and then a Finneganoff winning. But no, scary good is so good. But anyway, well, you didn't you didn't let me say why it's my favorite though. Oh, Joe always said why it's his favorite. Oh, I didn't know you were top shelf to. where Mama hides the cookies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies is because it's transcended the savers, and now that's just where people. It's like that's just people just say it. That's and true. I just remember being in youth in college hockey. And people say it, and I'm just like, I know in my head where it came from. It's like a little teeny source of pride, even though I didn't say it. But it's just like, that came from the Sabres. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, it transcended yeah. just that one call. Yeah, and growing up listening to the Sabres games on the radio, um, you know, good memories. But anyway, okay, let's uh, switch gears one last time. And this is going to be a short segment, um, even though we probably have the most to talk about with them. Um, honestly, well, I think on Wednesday, I, from what I can project for our episode Wednesday, I think we'll do uh, a nice, healthy chunk of Yanks on Wednesday because they'll be in the middle of sweeping the Oakland A's. So. Well, we also are doing uh, off-season preview on Wednesday for the Sabers, so uh, yeah, we'll figure that out. But we're going to talk about the Yankees and the Yankees. Uh, let's stick. What we want to, I want to do, is stick with their most recent two series against Seattle and Texas basically combined because since we last recorded, they've played those two series. So, um, and just what we learned about them, the series and stuff that we know for now, but, uh, Joe, you got something to say? Yeah. I'll kick us off. Billy McKinn. Billy the kid. He is so much fun right now. What is it? Only two Let it rip. Only two games that he's played in since he's been back with the Yanks that he doesn't have a hit in. Or hasn't got on base. Okay. No, he walked one of the games. Yeah, no, I think right, it's right, just right. hit. No, I think it's just hit. 
like oh i think it's what now 18 games and he's got a hit in 16 of them or 17 and 15 oh. but he's exciting honestly dude jake bowers and, McK- and billy are like low-key carrying the Yanks right now. And, I I mean, I, the most undoubtable thing is how freaking amazing the Yankees' bullpen has yeah, been. Yeah, bullpen is Un- sick. Bro, so they, cool. had, they won a one nothing shutout yesterday. Yeah, a one nothing well, shutout. They, the game today as well. I mean, Cole, yeah, Cole we can talk Cole. He, he fought. He does what you're supposed he to did. do. You have ace stuff one day. And then you battle the next day because that's what superstar pitchers do is they figure out a way to give good. I mean, he could have easily imploded and the Yanks have no chance to win that game, but he fought through it. So I, because that's what heroes do. Um, can we, we haven't talked about the finger wag either. Have we? That was If you haven't seen it, if you're a Yankees fan, if you're a baseball fan, if you're a fan of funny things, Garrett Cole, one of like the most, "Quote unquote, like dad, just kind of average dudes, memeable things in the too. MLB. Like... Long story short, if you don't know already, the the opposing team's manager was like shaking was his finger at, against Seattle, shaking his finger at Cole, saying like, "Hey, you shouldn't do that." Blah blah blah. And Cole just gave him the most hilarious look and shaking the finger ever. That was and funny. I want a T-shirt of that. that uh, was... so well, you have to also see the throw, the pitch over the batter's head. Yeah, amazing. Might be like the highest amazing. pitch recorded. It's so like, funny. So funny. Cole have you seen uh, Have you seen the videos of uh, it cuts from the clip of Garrett throwing that ball and then it, like hitting the John camera, Sterling and it goes oh, up and it hits so the John Sterling. And the, ow, 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 ow! Really hit me. Yeah, but no, I don't know. Yanks right now, they're it's such a weird mixed feeling, so, dude, because they are like not good, but they're winning. I know. Still. So here's my can I can I no, but they are I, good, but, but can, we, yeah, they're but, just not. But can I? But but can I? Stanton, may, I? may you. All right, here's the thing. They, here's the thing. Ready, guys? Ready? Ready? Here's the thing. Uh, the Yankees, you know what? At the end of the day, things don't always look positive, but we just took two series in a row. We've won four out of, we won four out of two in a homestand. We found ways to win. So here's, you know what? I'm a little bit more, you know, it's popping. I'm just a little bit more up and jiving with the Yankees today because you want to know why? Today, after today's game, that eighth inning rally that the Yankees put on gave me a glimmer of hope. Like it was like, uh, what's the guy's name in Ratatouille? Ego or Egon? Uh, Egoff. What's his name? The, the critic, the food critic. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You when he it. eats no, the ratatouille his is, um... and his eyes open up and you peer into his soul and the memory of him as, as a kid, right? So me, the rally today just got me ratatouille a little bit. You know what I mean? It got me a little ratatouille. I was Spell like, R A T O. Nope. R A T A O U T I L L I E. Close, no. but there's no A after the T. Anyway, I... You also missed another T. So, my point is here that I got a little bit of... Gl- a little glimpse into if this Yankees team can just continue to hold on. Find ways to win, right? Stanton might be a poop socket right now. <laughs> hey, he's coming back. I, I'm calling it. Stanton's on his way back. What's a poop, poop socket? <laughs> Donaldson might be an even bigger poop socket. He and, might be a poop wrench. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? If those guys can bang just a little bit, 
and you can just hang on. The bullpen can do their job. You can get a little bit of pitching, and you can find ways to win. Carlos Rodon is on the way back yeah. on July Wednesday. 5th. Wednesday. Aaron Judge's big toe. Just get rid of it. He doesn't need it. No. Amputate it. Mm-hmm. Get him back in the lineup. But That's something we're probably going to dive guys, into a little I'm bit a little, more, though, dude, but that's scary. I'm a little... Yeah, we are going to dive yeah. into that. But you know what I'm saying, Jake? If the Yankees can find ways to win games, you know, they might have to scratch and claw, but you stay ugly. in the hunt, and if the Yankees, you get closer to the trade deadline, right? You get some guys healthy. You get Rodon back. You get um, Cortez back. We'll see about Judge. And maybe you can fix one of the veterans. If you can fix one of the veterans, if you can get Stanton going... You hang on here till closer to the trade deadline. You get reinforcements. I think this team can be something there. This I got the Ratatouille yeah. moment. So I, I mean, got I, the... I talked about Bowers and you know Billy. Oh. Do you think that's who they are, or is this just a spark? Because if that burns out and our guy guys aren't going, that's an issue. So are we just gonna? Is Bowers just like? Good? I don't know, Jake. Or... Is he good? Is Bowers legit? <laughs> is he really good? Is McKinney... McKinney plays a great left field. I loved how he played left he field. Does. Jake, are they legit? You can't say that they are, and you can't say that this is my World Series winning team. With two players. Let the man talk. No, I was I was agreeing with him. No, I'm agreeing with Jacob. I'm saying, no, you can't say it's a World Series team. Continue. Well, if it's not, then when will it be? Because Judge, hot take, probably... Is bad, and I mean like really bad. I don't his injury, know not judges. No, obviously. Well, I I'm not. I don't know if he's playing for the rest of the year. I mean, who knows? I actually second that, dude. He said it literally hurts bad to walk. If he is, if he is playing, it is a late late August. This is my take. Right as of now, we're in mid to late August, early September at the earliest. And will that be 2022, early 2023? Judge. And if it somehow is, is that a World Series winning team? Because you have, is Judge coming back? Will he be normal, good when he's back? And then is that still enough? And right now we are no Judge and not enough. So I don't know. I think we're missing. I think that there are a couple of other things from these series that we can take away. Um, Pitching overall, actually, like, you know, minus Domingo. Domingo. Getting absolutely He just needs more rosin. He needs more rosin. Let the guy let the guy do his thing. But Johnny Brito shoved, dude. Brito Brito shoved. Schmidt also. You know what I liked about Schmidt in this series? He just attacked the strike zone. He 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 got a couple of hits against him. He got tagged a couple times, but honestly, yeah. he threw strikes. I liked that. He it, just he was unforgiving with throwing strikes. And actually, it's the difference too that I think maybe you guys noticed too with King is is the same thing with Clark when he starts out. And obviously, every pitcher wants to get ahead in the count and throw a first pitch strike. But when he throws an aggressive first pitch strike versus when he's just doing the kind of hold me over, you know, don't swing at this, please. I want to get zero and one. It makes the world of a difference. And even tonight, you know, we're recording uh, Sunday, uh, King. So much different when he's pounding the strike zone aggressively versus just trying to throw him in there. Yeah, it looked it looked better. It did. Um, yeah, but pitching was good overall. Severino, yeah. Sevi had a great outing too. We needed so. that, dude. We needed that. But Jacob, you get my point. Where you know if they can continue to find ways to win, but you know they if they can hold on to the trade deadline a little bit. And but with Judge now, here's the the another topic that we can talk about here and kind of round things out for tonight. Um. If Judge is seriously out, if he's going to be out for an extended period of time, or worst case scenario, if Judge is out for the year, let's 
pray to <sighs> every god out there that he's not. But please no. Let's say even let's say judges out until September. We're gonna need reinforcements to keep us in the hunt, keep us in the wild card race, if the division, whatever that is. So that that's that's the question I have here. That's the kind of thing I want to talk about is that if Judge is not returning for a significant period of time, what corresponding moves genuinely need to be made? Do the Yankees need to go out and get an elite? Nobody can replace Aaron Judge. No, he's, but, he's one of one. I mean, is that the Yankees? I mean, is that something that is even on the marketplace that the Yankees would go and try to acquire the trade deadline as a legitimate middle of the order? Outfielder? I think you have to. You have to. We saw our offense be anemic in playoffs can last year. You, can they? Yeah, they Jake, can't. They Jake. get money, dude. Jake, the mark, but with so many teams being more contenders this year and in the hunt, less teams are going to sell. That's fair. Good you know players. I mean, sell, Jacob. Dude? Uh, athletics. They're probably not. Who do be they the have? Hunt. Name five players on their team. Tony Kemp. That's one. Name five players in the Royals. Ramon Laureano. Did you make that up? No. Yeah, I don't know, man. The Yanks are going to need something. If you look at the lineup that lost in playoffs last year and look at it right now. It is scary. It's scary. Jake? There's, it's The market's not what it once was. The Braves, not what it once I mean, in years past. The Braves, in two years ago, got three outfielders at the trade deadline. Crazy. And those three players were their three of their top five players, and then they won the World Series at the end of the year. The, you don't have one outfielder on the known market right now at level of any of those three at the time. And what I'm, my point is, no, there's not. You can't. You're not making this through trade of the known outfielders on the market, meaning players with short contracts on teams that are not in the playoff hunt. That's really who the trade the trade market is. Yeah. No, there's no one. Well, when you've got two, when you've got two central divisions that are all like, hey, we all could pretty much make the playoffs because none of us are very good. It it really lighten you know limits Trash. how many teams are out there. Isn't it it's still dry? I mean, side note from what we're talking about, but still AL East. Isn't it crazy to just day after day pull up the standings in the MLB and just see the entire AL East before the AL Central? Yeah, it goes I, it goes in order. In the order, yeah. the Red Sox are above five hundred. Yeah. The Twins are leading the Central. They're below. Well, it's just if Judge is out for a long time, what will the Yankees do? I don't think I know or they know, and and I don't think anybody knows because is Jake Bowers your starting right fielder? Yo, Otani can play right, right? <laughs> um. All right. Well, the Yankees. There was a lot of stuff that happened. I liked what I saw um, this week in in many regards because I I I I'm still not high and mighty on the Yankees right now. All in all, but I did get that Ratatouille moment. And you're right, Tommy. I'm like, they you are... know what? They are battling. Can we and hold I, on? I don't think we can expect this team in this roster right now to just go out and just dominate. Hell no. Play. Hopefully they can. Unless once... if, unless they're clicking. You get a stand and a LeMay going at yes, the same time. Yes. Also, but even so, even so, with you know Volpe, we're hoping he picks it up. He's looked a little bit better. A little but, better know, since the Parma, even with Parmesan. a completely you know picked up team, I, we don't need to expect this team to rake. Every night, yeah, we need. You're right. You're exactly right, Tom. They're going to battle. If they're going to keep winning series, it's probably going to be two out of three in the rubber band game. And if they can keep doing that, gotta sweep Oakland. We do sweep Oakland do. to get the vibes back up, right? Yeah. Get a few wins on the rest Bucks. the bullpen a little bit. I mean, hopefully, right? I mean, Jake, I don't know what you think about. Also, Jake, how about this? I I took I took a gander. This nothing prompted me to do this except for my myself. I took a gander. 
yesterday into Anthony Rizzo's game logs. You guys want to guess the last time he had a home run? Take a guess. Mm, I do want to guess. No. To, to May 19th. May 23rd. Wow, Jacob. Close for the and first time. May. May 20th. Rizzo yeah. hasn't hit a home run in over a month. 35 days. A yeah. month. Rizzo, And I know he's been – his average is okay and he's been hitting good this year, but, I mean – that just pr- proves yeah. that we need to get some of these guys buzzing a little bit. But yeah. anyway. Well, Bronx um, Bombers need to bomb, and that's why uh, McKinney's uh, bombers t- bomb. taking over. Joe McKinney. Uh, Jake, any last uh, closing thoughts uh, on the Yanks on your in your end? I mean, nothing that's going to be a short conversation, and more importantly, nothing that's going to be resolved anytime soon. So, like, we'll see all of this played out. They, they have – Half the season left. So we'll, uh, what was your takeaway, Jake, from this these last three uh, two series? Mine was that Ratatouille moment. <laughs> Joey's was the bullpen a little bit, the pitching. What was your biggest takeaway? 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 Donaldson's. A I mean, player. I'm going. If I'm being honest with you, and you're not going to like the cynical take, oh. I think you cynical. accidentally you accidentally this homestand. You won four out of six, which is good, but you did not dominate. Your pitching was fantastic, but no one watches – no one who is not a Yankees fan watched these six games and said that team is better than the Mariners, is better than the Rangers, is going to go further than both of them, even though they won. This, was, this could have gone the other way, and the games could have been played exactly the same, same vibes, on and on and on, and we could have lost two out of three or three out of three in – it could have been almost the same exact game over and over again. You're very so right. I'm not we in didn't, a place we didn't where like I'm saying win-win. No, we didn't. No, we didn't win-win. We didn't win-win once. I, Jacob, actually, you know what I, we lost. Lost. You know what I actually kind of wanted to see was like an offensive showdown, and obviously that means that some pitcher is getting raked a little bit or our bullpen's getting hit. But like, I would love to see a Yankees 15 hit game here soon. You know what in I mean? A while. Like, Probably been since Oakland. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, Oakland's a great chance for the bats to wake if, up. You know what? Big G. If Now's we would have time, won baby. the first two games against the Rangers or the Mariners and had like that third game, the quote throwaway game, I would have loved to see like a thirteen eleven loss. But the boys were raking. You know what I mean? Honestly, we our offense needs to be better. And I don't well, know. Well, it's 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 a couple it's guys. Who? I mean, yeah, it's it's, a it's not. No, we, it's, it. we have this. We have we the same it. guys we talked about over and over again. Yep. Yeah. And at some point, your replacement pieces are going to go back to the back of their baseball cards to what they're supposed to be. That's and then what I was you saying have about four guys who are supposed to be good. Yeah, you have guys who are supposed to be good who are bad and players who are supposed to be average who are average. And now you have average and bad players. You see what Boone of- said about Donaldson? He's just like, he's going to play a lot. He's our third baseman. <sighs> there, was a, there was a there was a glimmer of it. hope earlier this afternoon before the game that yeah. Donaldson was actually maybe going to get DFA'd or, or traded or something. at least that they're like making no, a statement that he's not well, Jacob, but, yeah. the reports came out. Boone was 17, 30 minutes late to his press conference. He was talking to Donaldson at length. I wasn't thinking anything was going to happen. I'm just – and then Boone comes out, and they're like, oh, what's up with Donaldson? He's like, oh, no, he's here. He's going to play. And actually, he's gonna play a lot. surprise, he's going to play more than he's been playing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. And honestly, the- as much as we've been hard on him, and it's the same thing that happened before Hicks got DFA'd, I, as much as we've been angry, upset, and hating on these guys – I would love for Donaldson to start raking. I would love well, it. Me too. I'd I don't actively root no, against I know. the Yankees. I'd love it. But if That's why fans boo. That's why the Yankees fans boo. They boo because... and can't and can't and can't, then we're just going to keep hating. If Donaldson goes up tomorrow, or not tomorrow because they have an off day, 
They go if he goes up and he hits a bomb, Yankees fans are going to cheer their heads off. They're yeah. not going to boo. They're not going to boo at all. They boo because we demand excellence. I think Jacob and I will agree on this, Jake. I think Donaldson's in the same boat with uh, Volpe. I think I'd rather see him hit three singles in a game than a homer. In terms of hoping it's continued production, right. but if yeah. you don't think he's going to continue well, that, well, it depends on the game then... and scenario and stuff. But like, yeah. I, you know, when Volpe, when Volpe hit his last home run, Jacob's like. Like I'd rather rather would have seen a double, and I understand. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. Well, one more thing before we wrap up the Yanks, our biggest free agent of the year. We're gonna see him soon. Yeah, we already said it. I know, but like, actually, we have a date. It's gonna be we have a date soon. We're going to. uh, Where do you guys like to be taken for a date? Um, And you know what, Tom. Rodon could be a true first date, the true benefactor, tr- you know, difference maker. Well, he was f- for ev- you know for every was, series uh, or every other series, he could really make a difference, and I'm really excited to see him. He He's was, throwing great in the minors. He was the one major addition the Yankees made to a '99 team that made the ALCS that got swept, but uh, <laughs> that was the major addition. We haven't seen him yet, and now we're still not going to be full force when he gets here finally. But it is already if he can be the Rodon that we expect him to be. If he could be ninety percent, and add to this pitching rotation, then look out, cover your butts because you know that could even further our depth in the bullpen by you know either a Brito or a Schmidt or Herman having to go back. If Savvy's right, oh my God, Ratatouille! All right, so Jake, you got something for us? Yeah, Jacob, wrap us out, and then I got. uh, Oh wait, real quick. Um, do you have the name of the Swedish? I do. Our dad's Swedish friend. It was a mix. I said it was either Lars or Jensen. I have to pull it back up. Don't tell me it was Jars. It was not Jars. Close, but it's Jens. 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 Jens Lindstrom, an awesome guy. He just would. He knew my dad, and uh, he just Swedish candy. uh, His Facebook worked at Ostevix Snicker Fabric. Worked at (laughs) Bisk Timmerstuger. Spell Timmerstuger. I'm not even kidding. It's uh, T I M M E R S T U G O R. Tommy's Timmerstuger. Worked at Frankie uh, Futurum. Worked at Skibo. Worked at Chautauqua County Sheriff's Office. <laughs> Shout out, buddy. Shout out. Hope you've been well, Jim. One of those things stay told. One of these things is not like the other. Okay. Uh, Jake, what do you got for us, brother? You got to wrap, yeah, and wrap well, up Yankees? Wrap up game? I wanted to do the schedule thing. We'll do that next time. You already said well, that. I'm going to back. Yeah, I know. And then you... So I'm going to Ooh. go off of you, Tom, and your uh, your... Good smaller... What's your favorite Sterling home run personalization? Oh, wow. Good one, Jakey. You're not so bad after all. Even though we barely let you talk today. Had a haircut. That's not true. Go check, 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 check the change log. Um, check, check. Favorite Sterling home run call. Like, I know what you mean. Like the, the name thing, right? His name. Yeah. Favorite? Your favorite? Like ever? Personalized. Don't and, and yeah, I'm not gonna pick the funniest. The I'm not gonna pick the funniest one because that's different. But the best, like my favorite one personally, because again, it's nostalgia, man. Nostalgia is a nostalgia is do something don't else. Say it. What? Shut up. You know what I'm say gonna. Say. You know what I'm gonna say, don't say you? It, huh? Of course right, I do. You have one guess. Go ahead. I'll. A bomb from A Rod. Ah, damn it! Jacob knows me too well. Okay, but you can't blame me okay, as a my... kid sitting and laying in bed, falling asleep for the night, and I'm listening to the Yankees game in A Rod. An A bomb from A Rod, and the Yankees are beating the Red Sox forty-five nothing. Here comes David Ortiz, that fat mother. He's coming up, and he swings and misses. CC Sabathia. 
No, they wouldn't have. Yeah, they would. Bro, have Ortiz at that point was actually cranking homers like more rapidly. I mean, David than... Ortiz is awesome. Yeah. Did you guys see the video of Ortiz giving Jeter the Red Sox jersey? And Jeter's literally, it was disgusting. So, like, uh, yeah, no, I don't. Not my favorite, but one that I actually miss a lot is Voight. I oh, Voight, Voight was ball. good. Yeah, Voight hits one to Detroit, or, you know, there's yeah. a couple yeah. variations of it. But honestly. That was a man, good one. Oh, that's not your favorite? False Prophet. I said it's not. It's just one of the ones that I miss. Oh, Jacob, do you have your favorite while Joey's thinking? I think Glaber uh, Day. I mean, I really do. Oh, Glaber Day's good. Glaber I Day. love Glaber Day. I mean, I'm sorry that to say this, but All Rise is just really yeah, here I comes mean, the judge. It's just so so good. Here comes but, the judge. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna have to say, in a weird way. Brandon Drury. I don't know if you guys remember this. He, this didn't happen too often. 2018. Do you have any idea what it was? No. No. So his name's Brandon Drury. Oh, I know. The call is. was. No, that's important because the call was Aaron's the judge, but Brandon's the Drury. Oh, that. That's oh my God, sick. I forgot about that, Jake. I don't even I remember. I totally that. forgot How about that. How many homers that. did he hit? Not that many with the Yankees. Three. Dude, there was a time where the Yankees' third baseman were bad. Yeah, there was also a time when the Yankees' third <laughs> they are baseman right were now. good. <laughs> Remember A-Rod? They he are right decent. now. I miss Gio, dude. I really do. Urshel yeah, let's was not, so Let's not fun. open that can of worms, because I have worms at home to feed to our bearded dragon. Shout out to Thing, the name of our bearded dragon at home. No joke. He eats roaches and worms. His name's Thing? Name is Thing. Middle name? Uh, doesn't have one. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, I got to go again. Josh Donaldson, uh, start hitting because you are a poop socket. Carlos oh, Rodon. Poop, poop wrench. Be Carlos Rodon. Sabres draft on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. And Sabres for Bedard. Follow us on TikTok. TikTok. Follow us on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. Watch the tweets. Interact with us. Brandon Drury. We, we MySpace. had one home run. MySpace, we we confirmed we do not have a MySpace. I looked. Jacob, you want to get that going? I checked. Brandon Drury had one home run. Did he say that once? It's tough. I guess. Yeah, uh, it just really stuck Jacob out goes, I'm actually head. trying to find it's it. So I can't. Funny. It just and, uh, came, he came up I with. guess shout out to uh, Jens. You were the OG. Yeah. You were the OG. Boy, All right, I think that's gonna do it. Any love you guys, right? Jakey, yeah, we're uh, good. Keep having a good time. Oh yeah, there. Jacob, have fun in uh, wherever you are. <laughs> Thank you. St. Charlestonsville Island. That's not it. It was close. All right, brother, love you. Uh, be safe. Have fun, listeners. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys in a couple of days. See ya.